This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath, and we are glad you're taking time out of your busy Tuesday. June 16th to get into the Word of God with us. That's what we do. The program is all about spend some time in the Word, spend some time with the Lord, and spending time in fellowship over the Word. Now, I get to do it with my co-host today, Pastor Christian Hurston. How are you doing, Pastor Christian? Doing great. Excited to be here as always. And we get to do it with you guys out there. So you kind of can bounce your stuff, what you saw this morning in the Word, or maybe last night before you went to bed, if you read the chapter, however you do it. Uh, that's kind of the the little recommended thing that we'd say, read it at night before you go to bed, get up the next morning, read it again, spend some time in the Word and with the Lord, and then uh, then listen to the program, and then you just, you know, I don't know, I don't learn very well hearing something once. Yeah. I don't learn very well, you know, going over things once. I really, uh, the more I go over it, the more I think about it, the more time I spend yeah. with it, the, the better I learn. And so... Uh, it's just one of the ways to do this kind of stuff, and we're just uh, so glad you joined us today. Tell them how they get involved on a regular basis, Pastor Christian. Absolutely. The easiest way to get involved is on the East Coast app that you can find on the Apple or Google App Store. It's just a blue background with a white cross, or on our website, eccc.us, ecccc.us. You can go there for info, events, past sermons, and morning breath episodes, you can also find us and follow us along on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We've got tons of great info for you there. Or you could call the church offices at 321-452-1060, and we would love to either email or mail out a devotion guide and more information about East Coast right to you there. Absolutely, and uh, don't forget to join our online services for the weekend. Yeah, You can watch those in all those places as well on our website. Uh, we also wanted to let you know we're doing... Two more food drops this month. Is that right? Yeah. Well, today is one of them. Yeah. That's uh, June 16th. Today, we're going to do a food drop at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. And uh, what are you what are you holding up three for? So I think we have three more food drops. No, if, no we Two more. Two you more. know what the plan yeah, I believe, is. I believe it's two more. Yep. Yeah, I don't believe we have one the 30th. Okay. I believe we only have one the 16th and 23rd. And if that's wrong, we'll get that corrected in the yeah. next couple of days. But I believe it's the 16th and the 23rd. We have them today and next Tuesday. We have a completely full semi full of incredible food brought to us by uh, One Hope, is it? Operation. Operation Hope. No. Yep. We'll get it. We'll someday. get it. Yeah, yeah, but it's one of the ministries out there, and so they're, uh, we, we coordinated with them to get some food, more food to our area. We do a food uh, pantry where we hand out food. And a p- food pantry really isn't a good description of our food pantry um, because it's not a small endeavor by any means. No. We're passing out food by the, really by the ton. Yeah. Uh, we give away uh, about 30,000 right now pounds of food a week. Yep just through our food ministry. And so that's going on full-time, too. Over 100 cars will come through right now through COVID style of putting it in their trunk and making a good process, but easily 100 cars. Yeah, and that represents, too, over 200 families because many of the cars, two families, you know, two moms, three moms come together to get the food and uh, all make one trip uh, together in one vehicle. So, yeah, there's a lot of food going out, and I'm just blessed to be involved with an incredible bunch of people here that that want to take care of and, and serve and love yeah. people that are in need. And the need's bigger right now than it, than ever before in our in my history. I've been doing this for 
probably 25 of the 28 or 29 years I've been here. And uh, this is this is probably the most we've ever done yeah. with the COVID thing and, uh, you know, unemployment going up and all those things like that. We've been giving out it's lots exciting. and lots of food. And I love more people being involved. So we've invited the East Coast family, and this is for you to know, too, is there's ways for you to get plugged in right on our website. You can go on there and ecc.us slash serve is you can find out ways to be able to get involved. Today, in this month, we have our students from TNT up helping out with the food drop yep. and doing projects around the church, and yep. they love it. I've got two teenagers. They're like, Dad, can we please get back to the church helping out? And they really enjoy having purpose and meaning and discovering that at a young age of not just focusing on themselves and yes. sleeping in late, That's but good. helping someone else. Yep. I saw your son uh, walking across the parking lot. Oh yeah. Which one was that? That's rhythm. Rhythm. Yeah, and he's got a heart to serve. He would be so here. So how many every boys day. you got? I have two. two Christian boys, right? is sixteen, rhythm's thirteen, and then Selah's ten. And it has been so well, rewarding. Your thirteen-year-old looked a lot older this morning. Oh, he does. He's a little freaky. He's grown about three or four inches. I and... looked at him and I went. Yeah. Thank God he looks like his mother. No, yeah. just kidding. Yeah. That's a joke. But anyway. He definitely has grown up a yeah, lot this has. last six months or yeah. year. He's yeah. gone into the manhood state. So yeah. speaking of teenagers, we have summer camp coming Come up. On. It's less than a month. So June 13th, very exciting. We'll be going away to High Springs to Camp Calagua, and it's something that we have a long history of doing. If you have a teenager out there, it is not too late to sign up. You can find everything on the website or on our app. We would love for them to join us. It's very exciting. We take about 165 teenagers up and then tons of leaders, and it's a life-changing week, and so excited about it. Yeah, very, very, very excited about it. Hello, Nick. How are you doing today? I'm doing good this morning. Good. Wow. Uh, let's... Uh... Let's get into it. Yeah, we're in uh, First Corinthians. Excuse me, Second Corinthians, chapter two. Started a new book yesterday. Yeah, so that's exciting, and uh, this is actually, and we're not. I'm not going to get into all the stuff that way, but probably Paul's third letter. Okay, to these guys, and yep. you'll, there's a couple of signs throughout the book yeah. that that when he wrote First Corinthians, he talked about writing them prior to that. Yeah, and so we, you know, we don't have everything Paul ever wrote to everybody. That's interesting. That's um, cool. But the scripture for sure is we've got all that we need yep. in the scripture. And so I'm going to read New King James. How about you? NLT, the New Living Translation. And so uh, where do you have a break? I've got a break at 9 or well, we read through, through verse nine? 17. So I could... Through 9? Yep. Or after, before 9? I could start at 10. Where's your break? My break is at... 9 or 10? 9. 9. So I'll read 9. Yep. Are you sure? Yes, sir. Well, we, we sure had a hard time deciding that. Yes, sir. Okay, New King James here. Get me going. All right, I must say unto you, read, sir. But I determined this within myself, that I would not come again to you in sorrow. For if I make you sorrowful, then who is he who makes me glad, but the one who is made sorrowful by me? And I wrote this very thing to you, lest when I came, I should have sorrow over those from whom I ought to have joy, having confidence in you all that my joy is the joy of you all. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote you with many tears, not that you should be grieved, but that you might know the love which I have so abundantly for you. But if anyone has caused grief, he has not grieved me, but all of you to some extent. Not to be too severe. This punishment, which was inflicted by the majority, is sufficient for such a man. 
so that, on the contrary, you ought rather to forgive and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one be swallowed up by too much sorrow. Therefore, I urge you to reaffirm your love to him. For to this end I also wrote that I might put you to the test whether you are obedient in all things. When you forgive this man, I forgive him too. And when I forgive whatever needs to be forgiven, I do so with Christ's authority for your benefits, so that Satan will not outsmart us, for we are familiar with his evil schemes. When I came to the city of Troas to preach the good news of Christ, the Lord opened a door of opportunity for me. But I had no peace of mind because my dear brother Titus hadn't yet arrived with a report for you. So I said goodbye and went on to Macedonia to find him. But thank God, he has made us his captives and continued to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. To those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume. And who is adequate for such a task as this? You see, we are not like the many hucksters who preach for personal profit. We preach the word of God with sincere, with sincerity and with Christ's authority, knowing that God is watching us. Amen. Amen. Go back for me, Pastor Christian. Yeah. And would you, could you go back to verse, um, uh, read verse 1 through f- uh, 4 for yeah. me. So I decided that I would not give you grief with another painful visit. For if I chose, if I cause you grief, who will make me glad? Certainly not someone I have grieved. That is why I wrote to you as I did, so that when I do come, I won't be grieved by the very ones who ought to give me the greatest joy. Surely you all know that my joy comes from your being joyful. Awesome. Yeah, I, it was just a little bit hard to track with in the in the New King James mm-hmm. for me, and I'm reading it. Yeah. I just wondered with those folks out there. You know, one of the things that stood out in the, in the New Living was verse 14. Read that one again for yeah, me. Yeah, I like that one. It definitely popped out. But thank God he has made us his captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. It's interesting. He's made us his captives. Yeah. I have never looked at that verse from from that point of view. Yeah. So let's get a picture here just for a moment. When you uh, when this procession that it's talking about here, this triumphal procession, yep. it, it, it's using the comparison as if, let's say, King David went out to fight the Philistines. Yeah. And when he won the battle, he would bring back the Philistine leaders yeah. and uh, their soldiers, uh, you know, with no weapons, stripped of their armor, uh, kind of leading those captives through the city as a defeated foe. Mm-hmm. And I think the New Living tried to tie that in. Oh, cool. But I, I don't. Christ's triumphal procession. Yeah, that part I like. Christ's yeah. triumphal. What I'm not sure I've ever thought this way is I don't see myself being led into the city yeah. as a captive. Yeah. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, more of like, uh, as he is, so are we in the world. Yeah, I see myself being led into the city more as a victor. Yeah. Not based on something, you know, I was able to do or, or any of my own power. 
It says in Colossians 2.14, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us and was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Yeah. And that's the that's the picture of, you know, Satan and, and all the forces of darkness being defeated. Yep. And Jesus in the cross, which looked like God being defeated, yeah. uh, the Son of God being defeated, that was actually a victory yeah. march displaying the enemy's defeat. Yeah, marching and, him through the city. That's right, march, say, marching him through the city. Taking the keys back. He's the captive. Yeah. We're not the captive. And so I don't know if I, I really, I, I want to get on board that I'm, I'm a servant of the Lord. Yeah. I want to I wanna get on board that I am captive captivated by Christ, mm-hmm. that I'm his captive, but I just don't see that as a try. I, I have a hard time bringing the captive part with a triumphal march. Yeah. Jesus said, I no longer call you servants, but friends. Yeah. And so Adopted into the yeah, family. that, that like, makes it a little tougher for me, that word. I, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of rejecting that the way they translate that it. That. Is that all right? Oh yeah. And you're, we're just being, we're just being, I'm just being And that's bloody. what's good about hearing I, the different translations. Too. Cause most know. of the time I get something good out of yeah. it. Yeah. That time, not so much. Yeah. I think that this whole chapter is interesting because I have in my Bible at the top of it talking about church discipline. Is right. This is a big deal of dealing with some issues that were going on, which you see in verse 4. He says, I wrote this letter in great anguish with a troubled heart and many tears. I didn't want to grieve you, but I wanted to let you know how much I love, how much love I have for you. This is a different approach to discipline. <laughs> is it's a, Jesus was, came as a suffering servant? Is that when you love someone? We talked about my teenage boys. If I if I love them, I'm going to discipline them. And when you do get corrected in life out there, whether you know it's by, and I know this is going to be hard, but if it's someone in the church or it's someone that cares for you. They are almost always doing it in love because they care about you enough to be able to speak about that thing. And uh, in the American culture, especially, we don't want to be corrected. You know, it's so hard with our pride to have someone speak into our lives. But when you know that they're doing it from a position of, I want something better for you. I see that thing, and I know that you're better than that, or that this is going to cause destruction. It's the same idea. We were talking before the broadcast a little bit about if you have to go to the doctor and they remove something, it's not to harm you. It's for your own good, is if they they cut out something from your body. It's, it's surgery is for the purpose of honestly removing an infection or removing something that's cancerous to you so that way you could be healthy long-term. But you see Paul's approach here is he did it with anguish and with a troubled heart and with many tears. He wasn't just this big boss. It's like, hey, my way or the highway. It was more of, I care about you enough to do this. And I think that's a different approach. Oh, it definitely is. Um, I can't find—I was looking for the verse, but basically it says uh, when it's talking to fathers about disciplining our, our children, yeah. we, chill, do, we discipline our children for what's best for them. Yeah. But the problem is with all this type of discipline, it, it's not always been that way. And it's not always that way in the church or school or work mm-hmm. or on the streets. Um, you know, I was I was reading an article, and this is a little touchy, so hang in there with me, everybody, about a police officer who talked about as a young police officer, he was he was he was all about making arrests. Yeah. 
the more he had, you know, he wanted to make more rests than anybody else. But what he found out is that arrests weren't really always the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so he gave an example of he got into his sergeant. He brought in two guys. He found them walking down the middle of the road drunk. So, I mean, they could have got run over by a car. Yeah. And so when he arrested them, he, he, he actually thought about their well-being. Yeah. You know, that I don't want these guys to die out here. They weren't causing any trouble. They were just really bad drunk yeah. walking down the middle of the road Dangerous. at night. Yeah. And so he arrested them. But when he got back to the station, they told their story. Mm-hmm. And their story was their father had passed. Wow. And he wanted his ashes sprinkled in the river. But they didn't want to go out there in broad daylight and do it because it was right in town. Yeah. And, you know, they just—so they waited till it got dark. And while waiting for it to get dark, they were drinking beer yep. and got drunk. So they sprinkled the ashes. And because they didn't want to drive and drink, they were walking home. Wow. And so the the sergeant said that this is a crummy arrest. Yeah, it's a bad arrest because what? And then he later on said, you know, I was young and I didn't understand I was actually a peace officer. Yeah, it's a lost term. Yeah, today they're they're, mm. they're called to be peace officers, and in it he said, I lost track that I'm here to serve and help my community. Yeah. It was right to get the guys off the street. Yeah. But he said it would have been better if I'd given them a ride home mm-hmm. and not put the cuffs on them. Yeah. And so he said, as I got older, and as I've gotten older as a police officer, he's now got 25 years experience, I've seen my, my duty is more as a peace officer yeah. than an arrest yeah. officer. And that there are a lot of decisions you can make that are that deal with people that fix because your real goal is to fix the problem. Yeah. And a lot of times, just a blunt arrest doesn't fix the problem. Especially if you're in New York, they don't even have a bond system now. Yeah. You get let. You, you don't go to jail. You get let out on your own reconnaissance, and yeah. they're having a big fit over it, and all the police officers and. You know, judges and legal system are struggling with yeah. what they created there from a bad idea gone to seed. And so they're trying to work all that out. But he said arresting somebody didn't, doesn't really solve the problem in a way that actually is best for everybody. Yeah. And in this case, if he would have asked the guys their story before they got back to the station with a wiser, older sergeant, asked them, you know, what's going on. They would never got him back there. They'd never got him back there, and they, he'd, he'd, have, he'd have taken him home. And uh, there was verifications, because everybody can make up a story. Yeah. They actually had the, the box with them from Sprinkling the Ashes yeah. and, uh, and all that type of thing. So we, when somebody disciplines us, back to the point, they don't always do it with our best in mind. Mm-hmm. They don't always do it in the right way. I mean, for example, uh, we discipline our children as seem best to us is actually how the verse goes. And what does that mean? Well, my kids are being noisy, so I tell them to calm down, be quiet. But am I doing that because they want to watch the football game? Mm -hmm. Or am I doing that because it's the best for them? And so there's a real temptation for us to discipline, not for what's best for those who need to be disciplined, 
but doing what's best for me or the organization or whatever the case may be. And so that's why a lot of people struggle with discipline because they're not always disciplined for the right reason. Or, you know, even they're not willing to listen or understand why you are doing what you're doing. Now, that's no excuse for lying or making up stories. And I've heard every story in the book, and I've probably made up every story in the book trying to get out of things. But reality is um, we need more love and more care for people when we discipline them. And, you know, it's the old statement that the dad would say to the child is, this is going to hurt me more than it's yeah. going to hurt you. The kid doesn't think it's true. But but if the dad is in a right heart. In a right spirit, yeah. In a right spirit is another way of saying that. It does hurt dad more yeah. than it hurts you. Yeah. Nobody wants to see their children in pain. Uh, well, I, I should say no one who is thinks yeah. right yeah. and is clear-headed wants to see their children in pain. And so there, that's why we're, I mean, part of what we're having, what we're having right now in our country yeah. is because of things that were done in the wrong spirit. Yeah, versus a peace officer. Yeah. It's much more of an enforcement authority that can be get out of hand. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so that doesn't uh, in any way, shape, or form mitigate or say it's right to treat police officers poorly, hurt them, throw things at them, disrespect them, all of those things going on. That's no excuse for any of that. Because we all have a responsibility to act in a Christ-like manner despite what other people are doing. Absolutely. And the highest highest form of walking in in that Christ-like way is, uh, is, is when you're doing it, when somebody else is uh, not doing the right thing. Yeah, and Paul says it in verse 15. He says, Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God, but this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. As we're called to be like a sweet-smelling incense here, is that we're, we are held to a different standard, yeah. and we are expected to be able to not be the same as the world. Jesus says, be salt and be light. And so even if we see the world going crazy around us, we're not supposed to follow that. We're supposed to be different. Paul says, accept blame even when you didn't do it. That's yeah. so hard for our world that wants justice and vindication. But he says, of course, even a, a heathen would accept blame when he does something wrong. You know, yeah. someone who's anybody, but we're called to be by a different standard. And that's where people will see that we're different and how we love Christ and how we exhibit that. Yeah, that's that's good. You know, that goes with you. What did you use the term fragrance? Yeah. And what kind of fragrance are we supposed to be? A sweet smelling fragrance, yeah. Christ-like fragrance. Yeah. And so it, it, it says it this way. It says, for we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one, we are the aroma of death. Yeah. See, it says fragrance of Christ. Mm-hmm. So we we have two sides of Christ. We have the risen, glorified, incredibly awesome side of Christ. Yeah. That's, that's the fragrance of Christ in a good way. But we also have the fragrance of Christ. He died yeah. a terrible death on the cross. And I, I actually had a crazy thought about this. I, uh, I had an animal uh, attack my dog, or my dog attacked the animal. I'm not sure how it started. I don't yeah. know who started this fight. Yeah. But we had a dog-animal dog fight, 
And the animal ended up not living through it. Yeah. Thank goodness it wasn't my dog. Yeah. And so, because uh, it was as big as my dog. And so I, 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 I actually lived on a, a lot. And so it was 3 o'clock in the morning when it happened. Very exciting. Wake yeah. up and that. And so I threw the animal over the fence and was going to bury it the next morning. Yeah. And so uh, the next morning I got up. So 3 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, whenever it was, this happened. I get up the next morning to go out there, and there are already vultures. Mm-hmm. In just a short period of time, there are vultures there. How did they know? This wasn't a dead, smelly animal. Yeah. This was an animal that— uh, you know, was had freshly died. And so that somehow they could smell the fragrance of death. Yeah. I asked this question, which I'll give you the answer to when we're back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. We offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Morning Breath. Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, we were talking about this uh, animal in my backyard that had died, and I threw it over there at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Now at 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm out there with a shovel to bury it, and wow, you know what happened? There were vultures there already, and it was like, how in the world did they get there already? Well, obviously, they can smell death, and it doesn't just have to be stinky, rotten death. 
But that death, they fresh. they could it was fresh. They they, know. they knew it, and they came in the dark. Yeah. They found it um, in grass, like knee high grass. So you know you couldn't see it. They had to some way perceive the smell of it. And here it says, "We're the fragrance." Uh, of Christ, who through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. And I got to thinking, are there spiritual vultures? That's a crazy thought, I know, but think about it for a minute. Is the enemy, is Satan drawn to death? I think he is. That's what he wants to do, kill, steal, and destroy. And so when we speak death, when we, you know, or think thoughts of death, when, you know, we got all that going on in our life, I don't think we're drawing what we want to draw to us. So let's speak life and draw in maybe God, the angels of the Lord, all that other stuff. Anyway, it's Wild Thought this morning. God bless you. Have a great day. God bless you. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.